Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Gross Anatomy listeners. This is Lauren Taylor. We thought it would be helpful and interesting to pull clips from some of our favorite interviews. In this clip, producer-director Brett Ratner discusses the important role mentors have had on his career. And he tells us what he thinks the four key steps to becoming successful in your career or craft are. Dr. Cohen and I found the steps to be very insightful and hope you learned something as well. And if you want to listen to the full Brett Ratner interview, go to our website, grossanatomypodcast.com, or subscribe to Gross Anatomy Podcast, however you stream podcasts, and click on the episode, Brett Ratner Joins the Show. Thanks. You like to mentor, don't you? I do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I had the best, my, my first advice that I give every single person that I meet that wants to be in Hollywood, I said, find a mentor. Yeah. And, and it doesn't, and by the way, the higher up you go, the ladder, the easier you're going to find that mentor because the more successful people are the ones that are more likely to mentor people. It's the ones that are in the middle ground that are still trying to get to the top that don't have time for that. Stuff, right. 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 So I said, shoot high, but shoot for someone. And the way to get them, he goes, well, how do I get them? How do I get them on the phone? I got Spielberg to give me money for my student film when I was at NYU because I wrote a handwritten letter to him and 39 other people. Yeah. And it was when handwritten letters were expected, right? But it was well, very what's a, wait, what's a handwritten letter? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and so I said, if you want my advice, even though you could just e- email somebody, but everybody gets hundreds of emails. Right. But imagine right. somebody who gets hundreds of emails and they go to their mailbox and they have a handwritten letter from you, they're going to sit and read it. They're going to read it. It's going to mean much more. So I said, one, handwritten letter. Two, target your mentor, but have high hopes and low expectations. They're not obligated to be your mentor, and they might not be interested in being your mentor. But I would get somebody that you have, not a connection, but you you identify with their career, or not just identify, somebody whose career path you want to walk in their steps because the biggest mistake that my friends make, and not just in the film industry, people, if I had a father who was a film director, I would have been even more successful and and had less failures. Right. Because my, because I would have picked my, not picked my father's brain, ate my father's brain. Yeah. Because he would have, he would have been through it already. Right. Right. So, Oh, you know what? Let me let me interrupt you for one sec. You were asking what my mentor, one of his successes was, Ken Adeshek. And he had as his mentor his father. His father was a surgeon, and for years they worked together doing surgery. And even when his dad was slowing down, he said, I'm gonna still help you, but you're now the surgeon. And for years he had that. Wow. And that's amazing. That's and that was probably his success. Yes, and that's a gift because I have friends who are in yeah. real estate, real yeah. estate developers. Yeah. And, and the father was brilliant. The father went through four depressions, right. four bankruptcies, four failures, right. 50 successes. Yeah. And the son, the son didn't want to ask the father for advice because he wanted to be independent of his father. Right. He, wanted to be, he didn't want to be known as the son right. of this person. He wanted to have his own value. I wish I had... Brett Ratner Sr., even though I'm Jewish, I couldn't have a Brett Ratner Sr., right. but I would wish, you know, Shmuley yeah. Ratner, whatever, as my father to walk me through the trials and tribulations because history will only repeat itself. And whatever he went through is going to happen to me in right. some way or another, and I'm going to know yeah. at least how to handle it. So mentorship is the main thing and the important thing 
that is needed in order for someone, I think if they went, now it doesn't mean you can't do it on your own. Maybe you're super genius, super, whatever it is, or lucky and luck is a big part of it, but hard work, you know, um, and preparation and luck and all that stuff, all of it combined, but how great is it? And I, what I did was I didn't have that father who was a director. I didn't have anybody, anybody in the movie business. And when I got in the movie business, I got really successful, really young. I was 26 years old when I directed my first movie and I latched onto the first guy, which is this guy, Robert Evans, Bob Evans, who produced the Godfather in Chinatown and all these great marathon man, you know, the kid and stays he was, in the picture. Exactly. And he became, and I, I literally moved into his house uh-huh. and every, and every day I would go every night, he'd be in bed, you know, drinking a martini and caviar or whatever with his fur comforter and, you know, and I would come in and just sit on his bed and ask him every question. And every movie before I directed it, I would show him the movie, the script and say, please read this and give me your insight. If I directed a movie, I would show him the movie before anybody, even though he was 80 years old, he saw it. And I understand that he didn't get maybe certain nuances or certain subtleties, but I, I, I showed him the movie. I, I wanted to get his input because I, because you know why? Because he didn't hold, pull punches with me. He said, if it sucked, it sucked. If it was great, it was great. If he was proud of me, he was proud of me. I owe so much of my, of the right decisions to him and also the strength because look at his life. The reason that documentary is such a great documentary is because it shows not only his, you know, his successes, but his failures and his struggles and his, his pain and all the stuff he yeah. was, you know, he was at the top of the mountain, the paramount, and then he's at the bottom and he's had all those ups and downs. And studying that, you know, Michael Jackson, I was very close to, would say, Brett, study the greats and become greater. And the mm-hmm. one thing I saw about Michael Jackson, and he was an incessant, that's the second thing. Don't ever stop studying. If you're a doctor, study the newest techniques, the newest technologies. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to embrace them. You don't have to start doing your operations robotically. Uh, Dr. Cohen, if you don't, you know, if you Although feel better. I did it, that was, that was my surgery today. It was a robotic okay. surgery. Right. So, so yeah, but you, you did it and whatever, and the insurance charged a hundred thousand dollars more for the insurance. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but my point is keep studying your craft, whatever it is, if you're doing whatever it is, yeah. don't ever stop studying the, the great, the great actors from the seventies, De Niro, Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, Steve McQueen, you know, all these guys, they never stopped studying. Yeah. They, they kept studying, you know, Lawrence yeah. Olivier and all these great actors. Nowadays, you get on a Netflix show, you're famous, you're making a few million bucks. You're like, I don't need to study anymore. I'm just, but then you don't have the longevity. Right. It's the trained actors that are from England. Everyone says, who are the best actors you work with? The ones who have training. Yeah. Who never who trained for years and years. You know, when I, when you ask my grandfather, how did you become a radiologist? He tells me he went to school for 12 years. Yeah. Now he yeah. doesn't count it as, it's not really school because he went through, you know, whatever it's called, residency and, all that, yeah. and all that stuff. But you, you know, you got to yeah. do, you got to put in the time Yeah. and, and no matter what it is, medical field, film business, whatever the business is, you're not going to get anything out of it if you don't. And if you want to get there quicker, because everyone's like, oh my God, listen, when I was 26 years old, I directed my first movie. Everyone on the set was double my age. Everyone. Yeah. I, I was like a kid. They were like, who is this kid? And they all treated me like, oh my God, you're like a kid. But guess what? I felt like a loser. You know why? 
I had a friend who directed a movie when he was 19. I felt like I was over the hill. So right. that's the third thing. It's the third advice I'll tell everybody. Don't compare yourself to anybody. That's great. If you compare yourself to people, you're standing still. Everybody's on their own path. If yeah. you're going to, if you're going to worry about a doctor that's making $200,000 more than you, it's, it's going to hold you back. That's like, uh, do you watch Ted? Are you a Ted talk fan at all? Yes. I haven't seen or do, or do you, Have you heard of the guy, Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek? No, no I want to see it. He's amazing. You got to look him up. Simon Sinek. He talks about, he went to look at Microsoft and he went to look at Apple. And he said the thing that distinguished, um, when he went to the Microsoft company, they kept comparing themselves to Apple, comparing themselves to Apple. When he went to Apple and he showed them this thing, Apple, all they compare, all they wanted to do was make themselves better and, and make them, good yes. stuff. And yes. they didn't compare themselves to anybody. That's the biggest mistake. So there's four yeah. things. The first one was mentorship. The second thing was working hard. The third thing is not comparing yourself to anybody because you become stagnant. You become still, you get stuck yeah. in that, in that space, right? And, and you'll never be, if I compare myself to Spielberg, I'm the most depressed human being on the world. But right. you know, he's, but then I know he's 20 years older than me. You can't, you got everyone's on their own right. journey, right? The fourth thing is don't be afraid to fail. Right. That cripples people. Right. I knew now, let me tell you what, what made me fearless. It's being fearless. What made me fearless is that I had a mother and a grandmother and a great grandmother that told me every day you were the smartest, the most talented, and I believed it. So yes, you had a Jewish confidence. mother, exactly. So but everybody needs a Jewish mother. But 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 here's the thing: not everybody has a Jewish mother, unfortunately. Right. Not everybody has a parent that validates them, that gives them confidence, that tells them they're great, that tells them that they're going to succeed. But here's the thing: I tell everybody. If you didn't have that, which not everybody could, and they had maybe even worse situations where they didn't get yeah. any love at all, you got to love yourself. You got to yeah. be your own Jewish mother and tell yourself you're great, you, you're amazing. You got to believe in yourself. Be fearless because I knew for some reason, and I realized why. So, why do I feel this way? Why am I nuts or something? Why do I believe that I could do this when everybody I've met in my entire life and told me, you want to be a director? Do you know the chances of becoming a director? Do you know the greatest, you know, how are you ever yeah. going to be a director? And I didn't listen to that. I kept listening to what I knew. And why did I know this? Because I got a lot of love. You didn't get love. You have to get the love. You have to give the love to yourself. But what I knew is that if I couldn't become a director, if I couldn't, uh, my dreams didn't come true. You know what I knew for sure? My mom was still going to love me. My grandparents were still going to love me. It didn't change who I was. Yeah. And I said that when I talked my way into NYU film school and they didn't want to let me in because I had the worst grades of any student. I said, you know what, if you don't, if they don't let me in, I'm still, I'm going to be living on my mom's couch, but I'm still going to be making films. It may yeah. not be blockbusters. It may not be big yeah. films. I'm still going to be doing what I love. And mm -hmm. so it's imperative. I think on those four things that I kind of pitch you, the most important really is being fearless. Not being afraid to fail. If you're afraid to fail, you're never going to take risks. Yeah. But know that if you believe in yourself, other people will. Because that confidence, they'll see that. And they'll say, well, who am I to judge or, or, or stop yeah. him from believing in, in what he believes in? So that, that, is, a, that is some rules that I kind of follow. Those are awesome. But at the end of the day, when you love what you do, it stops being a job. Yeah. The money comes if you're good at it. You're going to be, you're going to make enough money. You're going to take care of your family. 
And, you know, there's things that I'm missing in my life, right? I don't have a family yet. I got to do that soon. But at the end of the day, when you, there's nothing better than loving what you do. When you love what you do, it's the greatest feeling. It's what, it's our purpose, right? Yeah. And, and some people find that purpose in becoming religious. Some people find that purpose in traveling the world. It doesn't have to connect to success. Yeah. yeah. Success is personal. Right. Right. And so, uh, anyway, this is like, Red, I love you. Content. No, this that's is a I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And I love you for doing this. And I'd love to have a part two, if that's okay. Cause I feel like yeah, you just anytime. scratched the surface of stuff. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm, it was fun. And thank I love you. talking. So much. Yes. I'm going to take in your four like principles. I need to do all of those things more. All your like, you can, you can do it, Lauren, you can do it. Just right. do it. Just do it. There's no, there's a, you Lauren's know, life a writer. Lauren's oh, a writer. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's very. I loved her. I loved you in the pot. I mean, when it's you and him only, it really is good. You don't need me in the middle of this. But I, 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 I enjoyed. We've been wanting to have you on the show for a while, and we've never had a director. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Yeah. No, I love. I love. I, I could talk for days, but I also. I really love medicine. I, like I said, if I wasn't a film director, I would be a doctor. And I don't know if I would be. A and if I wasn't a doctor, I think I'd be a bad film director. director. <laughs> but you are, you're saving lives. You're doing God's work. You Thank really you. are because it's, it's amazing. And uh, I'm very happy to know you, happy to be your friend and keep inviting me for Shabbos because there you you know, I'm enjoying it. Okay, anyway, cool. great meeting you, Lauren. Thank you. Thanks, nice friend. to meet you. Right. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.